Welcome back, Know-It-Alls, and thanks for listening to the show. Your support is awesome. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode when it gets released. You can find us on all social media platforms under the name Answers for Everything Podcast. We should be there. If we are not, let us know and we'll make it right. Ooh, you accepted my invite? Oh, baby. Yeah, and you consented to me recording our meeting? Just like a vampire. You got to be welcome to cross the threshold, baby. And I have to get permission to record people now because apparently consent is a massive deal. (laughs) Don't you miss the 2000s? I was going to say, it's not the 80s anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, people were happy to be recorded because then maybe they'll be famous making a sex tape. But I mean, I don't think anybody's going to get famous having a sex tape with either one of us. Um, probably not. Um, we just got to try harder. I guess it depends how we're having sex with them. I mean, we could become famous, but in like a prison way. And that's probably not the best way. Well, you know, these days it's popular to first become popular doing the sex tapes and then to keep yourself in front of the spotlight by whining about how exploited you were when you were making all that money and having sex on camera, you know, or at least so I've, I've heard according to some of the women that are now crying about how horrible it was to do it. Oh, do you think they're just mad because they didn't do an OnlyFans where they actually physically don't have to touch anybody, but still make bank. I think that there are a lot of them are just trying to maintain relevancy after they've gotten to a certain age. You know, they're aging out of their prime earning years and, you know, they've got that, uh, that stigma to them and they're trying to maintain relevancy and they, they, they realize that, you know, it's going to be hard for them. And you know what, uh, you know, I don't know how you, you know, people feel about it. They'll listen to the podcast, but, uh, I'm a firm believer of you reap what you sow and whatever comes around goes around. And if that's the way that the world is, then that's the way the world is. You know? And also like I, don't spend every fucking dime you make. If you're making bank, put it away. Cause you're not always going to be making bank. You know, like pe- people like, I'm going to use Nicholas Cage as an example. I fucking love the guy. I'll watch any movie the guy's in. I think he's awesome. I think he's amazing. I'll, I'll throw my money at, at his craft any day. But when you're like a massive star in the late nineties and early two thousands and you're making huge money, then you're spending it all on castles and dinosaur skulls and action comics. Number one and shit like that. And then all your movie roles dry up and then you owe the IRS and you're like, fuck. So then he starts making a crap load of straight to DVD releases. You didn't think of saving any of that 20 million you were making per movie, just blowing it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. He's talked about that a little bit and I do like Nick cage. I just, the last movie I watched, actually, I just watched uh, Renfield here this week. Oh, nice. How was it? DVD. I, I thought it was good i was going to ask you if you've seen it because we could talk about that as a as an episode sometime talk about nick cage but um i, I would had, love it, to talk about nick cage sometime unfortunately i need yeah. to watch i need to watch yeah. that movie and the the massive talent one with uh pedro okay. pascal i've seen, seen that it. one too i haven't seen I, it yet. I, okay i won't say much about it but it's really good yeah and, and i liked renfield too except of course the movie's not really about dracula it's about True. Renfield. Renfield. Yep. But I don't want to get too much into my thoughts on it until after you've seen it. So I, okay. I want you to see it. So 
yeah, you watch those two movies when you get a chance, and we'll talk about that in another episode. So stay tuned, know it alls. We'll have a Nick a Nick Cage discussion. There'd be a guy he would definitely be somebody I would love to sit down with and have a beer and some conversations. I bet he's got some wild stories. I think I've told you this before. I know I've talked about it on the podcast, but I almost had a a brush like a celebrity brush against Nicolas Cage when I was at Disneyland one time. And then it just didn't occur. Did you ever hear that story? No, no, no. Uh, I was there with, with two friends and then we somehow weaseled our way into a, a free back door pass to a ride. Not, not like a, a back door, like, you know, when you're going to do a chick in the back door. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that's what it was about. Although with Disney, you never know. It, it could have been an invite to that, but we, yeah, we wormed our way into a, Oh, woe is me. How how dare you do this to us? We need, you know, we need something to make up for how you treated us. Right. And they gave us an option to go onto two rides in a back door. So they would take us underneath and we would pop up right where the ride starts and we wouldn't have to wait in line. Uh-huh. And we were like, well, we don't want to take that away from someone who actually deserves it. So can we do like one of the pictures with Mickey instead of like waiting in the long lineup? Can I didn't want a picture. My friend wanted one with his sister. And uh-huh. they're like, and they looked at us like, are you fucking crazy? Because that's just a picture with Mickey. You could literally get on Indiana Jones without waiting an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And we're like, no, no, we'll, we'll we'll do the Mickey picture. But it won't even be like all th- four of us. It'll just be two of us. And they're like, fuck yeah, that, that's cool. Like, we'll do that for you. And then I was like, there's like a, a viewing platform for a, a show. Everything is general admission. Like you, you just line up to watch this show called Fantasmic. But there's uh-huh. a little viewing platform that's raised up above. So you can sit in a chair and watch it, but those are reserved seats and you have to pay for them. Uh-huh. And I was like, can we get three of those seats instead of a back door entrance to a ride? And the guy's like, uh, let me go check and see if there any are available because they they get booked pretty, pretty early because it's better uh-huh. to sit there and watch it from a raised platform than stand with thousands of people crowding and not being able to get a view, right? You've all been to general mission concerts. Right, right. And they suck. Uh, yeah. So, okay. yeah, he said, yeah, there's three, four seats available. That's not a problem. And yeah, we can book those three for you. We're like, sweet. So they booked us on like the nine o'clock, the second showing, whenever it was. I don't remember. This was years ago, like early 2000s. And they're like, oh, you're in luck. We're like, oh, we're in luck because we got the back door pass to, to Phantasma. He goes, no, you're in luck because Nicolas Cage and his party booked all the other seats. And we're like, oh. <laughs> So yeah, they go, there's three seats left and you guys get them. So you're going to be sitting with Nicolas Cage and his friends and family. And we're like, that's fucking dope. Yeah. And yeah, we're all excited. And this is like 2002. So we're talking like The Rock, Dawn in 60 seconds, like Nick Cage and his fucking Nick Cage. Yeah. And then we sat down, the show started, like 35 minutes later, the show ended. The three of us look around and we're the only three people sitting in the roped off section. Nicholas Cage and his crew never even fucking showed up. So they paid for all the seats or Disney gave them the seats and they just never showed up. So I was like this close. Wow. Chilling with Nicholas Cage's family for 35 minutes. That would have been really cool. But they huh. didn't even fucking show up. And that was like before selfies and like smartphones. So we couldn't even like take a picture or anything with them. <laughs> but yeah, so, so close yet so far away. That would have been cool. But we did feel like ballers being the only three people in the roped off section. People are looking yeah. at us like we're fucking special. Yeah. And we're, we're not special. But anyways, that's my Nicolas Cage yeah. story. And speaking of Nicolas Cage, I know we've talked about this before, but did you ever go ahead and see uh, Willie's Wonderland? Did you see that? I haven't, no. Okay. Oh, you got to see that one too. I guess I'm a bigger Nicolas Cage fan than I thought. I've seen the last three movies that I can think of that he's done. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't got around to it. I will though. 
I'm a fan. Like I said, I would throw my money at him and anything. Yeah. So I'm not going to make fun of him for spending all his money. I just, I'm making fun of the idea that he didn't realize in, <laughs> in that world, which I mean, his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. So it's not like he didn't understand how the business works. Right. For some reason he was like, wow, this gravy train is going to go forever. And then eight months later, the gravy train had fucking hit a wall. You know, it's, it's really funny. We're, we're taking this episode into a different direction, but it's really funny though. You know, you think, oh my God, these celebrities and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? A lot of them are just as stupid as anybody else in this world. There's half of them are about as bright as the people who, who walk into a Walmart. You know, they just got lucky because they were either connected or pretty or blew somebody on a, on a couch, you know, or whatever. And they, and they, and they trust a smart talking, you know, snake oil salesman as much as anybody else. And they make bad investments. And you see shows like, I don't know if you ever watched Entourage, but you know, yeah, man, I loved Entourage. Yeah. Entourage is awesome. Now, see, he had good friends around him, you know, but a lot of people also had an older brother who'd already been in the industry, which helped. Although of course his older brother was kind of trying to reverse coat hanger onto his younger brother's success. But, you know, I mean, hey, that's what nepotism's for, right? Yep. So, you know, I mean, he helped him out in the past and, you know, and whatever. But the thing is, you know, a lot of times these people, like you see some of these guys rolling, like, you know, celebrity, like athletes and stuff. And they have like 20 or 30 people. I mean, just like crazy amount of people. And they're just laying out all this cash. And it's like, yeah. Why? Why? Well, I mean, MC Hammer is like a prime example, right? He was like yes, the biggest a, hit of the, the early 90s. Yeah. He's the a poster dude. boy for it. Yeah. And then he said he, he lost everything. Like he lost all of it because he realized he was paying 50 people every single day just to hang out. Yeah. So 24 hours a day, you're paying 50 people's food, cigarettes, liquor, cars, gas, dinners. That that, that money's not going to fucking last. No. No, yeah, like you said, and then when he hit hard times, where are those people at? Fucking gone in the wind. Poof. That's that's so super fucked up. I mean, I know that I, I put money away because I've seen people fail, and I don't want to fail. Right. And right. my job could end any day. You know, I could hit get a disease any day, and right. not be able to go to work. I got to make sure I'm able to be self sufficient without having to put a uniform on and go to work. Right. Because, I mean, let's be honest, right now with our lives, it's our physical body that has to make it happen. I mean, without our physical body going to do what we're making, we got little money rolling in. I mean, I don't know. I have no investments. I know you probably have some, but I mean, some that there might be, you know, money rolling in or you could sell. But, but I mean, we don't have any kind of like super major passive income business. It's just rolling in cash every day. Yeah. You know, I, I wish, I wish I did. Yeah. I got, so, got so do I. Of, I got a little bit of cash put away. You know, for a rainy day yeah. or just to help out if shit goes sideways. I mean, during COVID, I learned that shit can go sideways very quickly. Right. Very, very quickly. Everybody around me was losing their job. And the government was just giving them money. And yeah. now all these people have to pay back like $15,000 because they rode that train when they weren't supposed to ride it. Uh huh. The government said, hey, if you're working... We're not going to give you anymore, but we made a mistake and we sent out a fuck ton of money to all of you who are still working. I didn't, I didn't apply for a fucking nickel for any of it. And I never got sent a dime. Uh-huh. So, I mean, number one, it pissed me off. I saw all these people not working and like my employees, my employees just like, oh yeah, um, I'm getting Serb checks, which is what we called our subsidy in Canada. 
Uh-huh. So uh, I can't have a job and collect these checks. So I'm just going to leave and come back when COVID's done. So I, I lost 80% of my staff so they could sit at home and play video games for nine months. And get paid off of your tax dollars. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, sweet. Uh, I guess I'll just work your hours and mine. But then my business wasn't making any money because people were terrified to go out to eat food, right? They were terrified that they didn't have a job. They were terrified they had no money to spend that was extra. So I was like losing so much money and working literally twice as many hours. Like the, the year of COVID, I, I worked. It's like literally, that's like literally paying to be ass fucked by the pirate. Yeah. I worked 361 days in 2019. Damn. Jesus. 2019 or 2020? I don't know. COVID-19? Oh. <laughs> it, it started in 2020. So I'm yeah. like, holy shit. But yeah, no, 20, yeah. 2020? Yeah. Yeah, so 361 days of the year is what I worked. Wow. And uh that's impressive. Well, I mean, I mean it's not, not, a, not not a goal I'd want, but I no, mean, no. and it's not a flex. I'm not bragging about it. It fucking sucked ass every single day. But I didn't have a choice cuz my employees all left to go sit at home and collect paychecks. But now a lot of them have to pay it back. So it's like fuck y'all. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. life's Enjoy. a bitch now, isn't it? Enjoy that tax bill. But I don't wow. know. Where are we going? Um, we we went Nicholas Cage to yeah. COVID to so let's go with the, let, let, let's take Nicholas Cage and throw it into what we were going to start with this segment because obviously he had to do some would you rather choices when it came to his movie career and it appeared that he would take whatever it was as long as it paid a paycheck. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, it, would you? Th- this is not a would you rather, but if you had the opportunity to go to a casting couch. And or let's say go to a hotel room for Harvey Weinstein. And he wanted you to watch him touch himself. And he's like, I'm going to give you a part of my next movie. Would you do it or would you leave the, the hotel room? Just to watch him touch himself? And that, I mean, that's where it started. And then the next time he invites you, he asks for more and he gives you another role. And then he asks for more and he gives you another role. I'm not and, sure about the ask for more part, but as far as a bit role and just watching him touch himself, I can bleach my eyes enough on that one. <laughs> but then after that, he's he's not offering a role. He's offering, I'm going to cut you the fuck out of Hollywood if you don't fuck me. So you've gotten to the point where you're now making good money and you're getting roles. But then you realize he says, I'm going to blacklist you. I own all these movie companies. All these producers work for me. All these actors work for me. These directors work for me. You're never going to work again unless you sleep with me. Do you do it? I don't know. See, it, it, you make it more interesting because the fact for us, it would be a it would be a gay angle and I'm not gay versus a woman who, who likes men. Now, I'm not saying that just because you're a woman that likes men, but at least it would be kind of heterosexual and I could maybe be more justified in that more than the gay angle. The, the gay angle really throws it for a loop. But, <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I'm really not that into wanting to be famous and in movies. So I don't know that I would do it. I just don't but, think I would. Charlie Ray, at this point, you're making five, $10 million a year. And if you say no, that all goes away. Now, somebody who is Charlie Ray right now, how much money have you put aside for your future? Do you think Charlie Ray, the celebrity, would have put the same amount percentage away? Or do you think he would have spent all of it because he thought that gravy train would last? Which Charlie Ray are you talking about? The old Charlie Ray or the new Charlie Ray? Well, let's say the new Charlie Ray. The new Charlie Ray would have some money put back. He'd, have, say- a, he'd have it fucking figured out. 
he'd have three storage garages full of shit <laughs> out back in a small house in front of him. So if this happened to old Charlie Ray and Charlie old Charlie Ray was making ten million a year, and then all of a sudden the the sheet gets pulled away, it's like okay, you gotta fuck me, but uh, if you don't, you don't ever work again. So old Charlie Ray has already spent all his money. Old Charlie Ray is old Nicholas Cage. Now, are you sleeping with Harvey Weinstein? God, that's just nasty. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's uh, a no. No, no. I would just, I would just do it like a one of those things when somebody gets blacklisted and kicked out of Hollywood. So I'm okay with that. I'd probably start a podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, we can, those those make huge money. At least they're making me huge money. Do you do you not get paid for this? I thought I was getting shares out of your residuals. <laughs> residuals. I pay for a, a podcast hosting fee every year and I paid for all the equipment here and I pay with my time for editing. So I don't know about you, but if there's money coming in, I don't know where it's going. Uh, uh, so do you want to ask, uh, do you want to answer a real, would you rather versus would you like to sleep with Harvey Weinstein for money? I don't know. It's probably going to be a worse question than whether or not I bang <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. So, I don't think uh, so. I, I've got two here for you. One, one is like a, a personal lifestyle family one, and then one is about marriage in a sense. Okay, well, let's go for it. All Nothing, right, so, I mean, can't be hopefully that much worse than Harvey Weinstein. Well, I don't think there's much worse than Harvey Weinstein. Maybe and cancer. A, and a schmeckle. <laughs> so would you rather have an upbringing with an absent father and a mother too busy working to do any parenting, but she makes really good money, so you're left wanting for nothing, except for parental love, of course. Or would you rather have both parents spending time with you as you're growing up, but they're poor, and they have no desire to get better paying jobs? How do you think you would turn out in either situation? So you got absent father, mother who works too much, makes good money, but you have all the toys you've ever wanted, but mom doesn't even spend 15 minutes a day with you. Or two loving parents, but you're poor as fuck, so you don't have any of the toys or the clothes. And you know they can get other jobs. They just they they just don't want to. They're content. They don't need much. Well, that's a really good question because my actual upbringing is kind of a mixture of both of those. And so I could see who I am currently possibly in both of those. I would say I could probably tell you how I would have turned out with with the first option because the first option is very much the way my life kind of was only without a lot of money. So I probably would have died at a early early age because I would have been totally stupid with money and because I would have been looking for something I never got. And much like how my own life had some places where it went really dark, it would have went really dark. And I probably would have either done something really stupid, gotten into a bad situation and gotten off or overdosed on doing something I shouldn't have done. So, do you often, do you do things like that you shouldn't do? Like as drug no, that's, that's about my, I'm talking about like my 18 to 21 years. So what, what kind of drug use were you doing back then? Well, I wasn't doing much because I didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> I'm just saying that I probably would have because you that's look at the me. route you'd go. Like you, you, you think uh, in your personal experience, substances are where you would have spent your money. Well, see, not necessarily. It all depends because here's the thing: when I got out on my own, I was 
very much had a bad crowd of people I fell into, kind of like the whole entourage thing we talked about. Yeah. You know, and if you're not really good at reading people, which like if you perhaps had a family upbringing that didn't have a lot of family connection or social connection and stuff like that. Yeah. You're not really you're not really good at reading people. And and if you have plenty of money and you and you're used to having plenty of money, you throw it around, you don't care so much, right? Kind of like yeah. MC Hammer, right? So he had all this money. So of course everybody everybody's your friend when you have money. Everybody's your friend when you're spending money because they like you to spend money on them. And the problem is is a lot of these people don't really have your best interests in heart. And and they can take you down a dark path. So I think that it easily could have been that if I had had a lot of money, I wasn't making a lot of great decisions as a lot of young people don't. And I can I understand where people really can go down a dark path and do stupid shit. Unfortunately, some of them take a dark path into like look at this 14 year old kid. I don't know if you heard the story. This 14 year old kid shot a guy at a hot dog restaurant because because his mom got into an argument with some guy at a hot dog restaurant in Chicago where I was just at a few weeks ago. Guy punched his mom in the hot dog restaurant she tells her kid to to shoot the guy the kid gets a gun out of the car shoots this guy guy runs out of the store falls down kid goes out there and shoots him a couple more times kills him and then and then some other guy was laughing at him or was egging him on and the mom tells him to shoot that guy too and this other guy gets shot i'm like what the hell that's really <laughs> shitty parenting yeah yes yes and but, then for the, hey, anyway, for the kid I, to, to do it though like yeah, I, I don't know. That really went way off a topic of, yeah. of the would you rather. But but going back to what I'm saying is that you see a lot with with people who always. I mean, it depends on how rich you're talking about. But people who have a lot of money, they get really jaded, really young because they can have everything. I mean, like for example, think about our toy collecting. What if you could have bought anything you wanted back when you was a kid? How massive of a Joe collection would you have had back then? It, it would have been huge. I mean, I knew kids who had everything. Yeah. And I knew a kid who had all the Transformers, like all of them. Yeah. Ultra Magnus, Omega Supreme, Metroplex, like all the ones that were fucking two feet tall and three feet wide. He had them all. He had every fucking one of them. Yeah. Like that picture of Screech. Didn't you post that? That picture yeah, of Screech yeah. as a With kid? Yeah. Joe's? yeah. 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 I mean, I used to sit there and I would practically thumb apart the catalog that would come in, in with the with the, the occasional vehicle that I got, because I'd always have to get a new vehicle. So I go, oh, what's coming up for the next year, you know? And I would, you know, I'd usually get several catalogs. So several of them would be in good condition, but one of them would be like the one I'd thumb through all the time, look at it and look at it. It's like drool over it basically as a kid. And I could never get it. I never got the stuff. I mean, like I got almost everything from the first couple of years, right? Yeah. And then they started getting bigger and, and stuff. And, and the bigger sets, my parents couldn't afford them. <laughs> and, and so I, I often think, well, if I'd actually gotten this stuff as a kid and played with it and enjoyed it as a kid, would I have been so obsessed about it later? And then uh, why and why am I so obsessed with it? I think I'm obsessed with the fact that I miss my childhood, not more than I care about the toy. It's I miss the feeling of not having to go to work and do some crap for a living. And ironically, spending the money on stupid shit like I do and Again, it's like if you have the money, you can spend it on stupid shit. That's your right as an adult. But like I say, you know, it's just if if I'd had so much money that I could have done everything, would I end up being the guy who's like 22 year old, 22 years old, hiring a hooker so I can throw bologna slices at her just to pass the time in the evening? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I I would I would like to watch that. I I would like to watch that now. 
do I do I have to be 22 years old to do that, or can I can no, I still do that? We we can be old perverts and do it too. I mean, you know, but I mean, you know, you you see these people, and you know, they're like, they, they just look so, they're just so jaded, they're just so empty, and 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 the, and you can never trust. Is anybody really my friend, or do they just want to be around me because of my money? You know, because of what I can do for him or who I can hook him up with, you know, or whatever. I mean, God, that's that's a horrible life that I would cry with as I wipe my face with hundreds, you know, to, <laughs> to live. <laughs> but would I be hollow and empty? Yeah, probably. So then you know? would would you rather? Which okay, so and, and so then we go to the other option. What was the second option? The second option was, oh, that that, that you had a more uh like close family. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no money, but everybody's happy. It's not like they couldn't get a, a, a better paying job. They just realize that they don't need things. They don't care. And and see, that's, and see, that's more of the life. Well, but see, I, I lived that aspect financially, but I lived the first aspect more socially. Right. That's my yeah. actual life. And so it's not that my parents didn't love me. They did. It's just that they were not raised in an expressive family and you know i never got the the hey dad let's go out and play ball you know i never no, got I, the, yeah, I, I, no, I, yeah I, I never got i that grew up shit. without a dad so i yeah. totally get that but yeah my family is very expressive like i i don't know if i've talked about this with you but everybody gets along really really well and we don't like stab each other in the back we don't we try not to say bad shit i mean we obviously say bad shit about each other cuz and you hear your other family talking shit from time to time but yeah. when when push comes to shove it's just hugs and i love yous well, like that's, it's, that's... it's very like right now i'm trying to get people together to go to my my grandmother's hometown which uh-huh. was in romania before germany gave it to russia in world war ii and then russia gave it to moldova now so now technically it's in moldova where she grew oh really wow i'm trying to plan something out and my my mom's cool with it her sister's cool with it my sister's cool with it my cousins are like yeah that sounds like fun so i think we might be able to get you know out of there's probably 50 of us out of 50 there's probably going to be 20 that end 20 20, wow That's pretty good. I, I, I would, would love. I would love to go to Moldova. I, I mean, it's. I mean, it's not exactly the uh, the happiest spot in the world, but it's kind of interesting, you know. And yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, that's 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 interesting. That's interesting to hear. I mean, yeah, that's, so the, that's interesting the, family history. The, the family is fucking awesome together, and I, I, I get looked at by people when I describe my family dynamic, and they're just like, "That's fucked up, dude." Like that's that's really weird that you, you talk to your mom every week. You're a grown man. I go, yeah, but every Sunday between like eight and 10, we FaceTime and we we've called each other for the last 25 years. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that's weird. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's awesome, but my friends are just I like, mean, that is fucking odd. Like I don't talk to my parents ever. I was like, oh, no, whatever. You my, teach their own. My mom used to talk to my grandma like an hour, like every day. Yeah, you know, I mean, after they were, you know, when my mom was retired, you know, and my grandma was alive. But I mean, even before that, and I used to, when I was a kid, I would call my grandma every night and talk to her for a little while before I went to bed. That's weird because I used to talk to your grandma every night too to make myself tired to sleep. And that lady, she's she's a frisky fox. Well, was a frisky fox. Let me is, tell you. Did, did she rub your chest when she put the vapor rub on? Uh, she did, but she would move it down. Did she rub it head. lower? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be flat out honest. When you get vapor rub, 
In I was going to say. In your wang hole. It's spicy and cold, but it does feel tingly and good. Only if you blow on it. <laughs> we're we're going we're going off off course yes. here. So but anyway, so so off course. So 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 the thing is 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 that it's really an interesting. Would you rather? I think I would probably go with option two. Yeah, because, makes sense. Because maybe, because here's the thing: having that true family connection would maybe not have me so obsessed with which my life has been, which is things. And I would be smarter with my money and not blow it on a bunch of things. I would have invested it smarter. I'd be fucking retired right now. Well, there's a goal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Are, are, you, are, are you ready for number two? It's not quite as good as you said for the first one. As the first okay. one. Okay. Yeah, the first All one right. wasn't bad. Who, oh. What am I sexually doing on this one? <laughs> uh, well, let's find out. I got 10 minutes, so yeah. <laughs> would you rather have a girl who was a one out of 10 like just way below your standards. Oh my god! But she fucks like a porn star and treats you like a king. Like she looks like an unattractive man with facial stubble and a body shaped like a broomstick, and one of her legs is way shorter than the other, and she has perpetual body odor. So like a one out of out of ten. But she treats you like a fucking king, and she she fucks like a porn star, or. Would you rather have an 11 out of 10, so like way the fuck out of your league, but she fucks like she's encased in cement and pretty much ignores you on a daily basis, not because she's a bitch, but because she's too fucking stupid to know how a relationship works. Not a bitch, just a complete fucking idiot, but she's an 11 out of 10, so you you get arm candy, like the top fucking line arm candy. But you're fucking a bucket of cement, <laughs> like, and your conversation with her is is probably like talking to a fourteen month old baby. Just there's nothing there. Hmm. Can I pimp her out to do an OnlyFans? <laughs> no, but each one is a marriage for life, so you don't get to date one for a while and then fuck off. This is this is a lifelong commitment. Can, can I can I fuck around? Uh, well, I mean, if you want to, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well in that case, I'd take the uh, the the hot chick that fucks like a box of cement, fuck around on the side, mm. and use her to get into the hot clubs and meet other chicks. Because other chicks like social proof, and social proof <laughs> is me having a super hot chick. So there you go. Okay. All right. Well, that that was easy, right? Yeah, it's easy. That's a pra- That's a practical one. <laughs> is it practical? I'm kind of picturing the girl with a really short leg, shaped like a broomstick, who has stubble, and she's just you know, fucking you like a porn star and you're enjoying it so much. But then you look up and you're like, I'm fucking a dude who's shaped like a broomstick, but this feels so good, but I can't I do that. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Couldn't do it. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to know that she fucks like a porn star by experience. You can just hear from someone. Well, you, put, you put a ring on it. I mean, if I fuck like a porn star, does that mean she like screams for no reason? Like, Oh my God, it's so big. <laughs> However, you know, Whatever kind of porn you're into and you watch, that's the kind of fucking she does. Yeah, I'll take option number two. How about you, Clay? What would you choose of those two? Oh, let's see. I, I enjoy good sex. I'm sure Tantric Man on the other side of this computer screen enjoys Tantric style sex. And I don't think the bucket of cement chick is going to give me that. Uh, I don't think the conversation is going to be tantalizing in any way. And I guess I, I would feel terrible for 
cheating on people because I've I've been the other person in that situation. But then again, if she's a fucking idiot, she might not even notice. I, I think I would enjoy the face and the body and just play with it as much as I can in in a way yeah. that makes me happy. I guess. That's that's kind of what I was going with. Yeah. So what you're saying is looks matter. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm the not built like a twig, but the <laughs> facial hair with one leg shorter than the other. So talking about girls that you know you want to keep around versus girls that you just don't want to deal with, I have a little quick thing here I wanted to tell you about. So a while back, I had a, a girl came over like late at night. And uh-huh. when she got here, she's like, oh, so your kids are here tonight? To which I replied, uh, yeah, I thought you knew that when you agreed to come over and watch a movie with me. I did mention it. She's like, well... I have Wednesday off, so how about I'll just come over then as well so that I can suck your dick without the kids being here. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Firstly, don't invite yourself over here, bitch. (laughs) And secondly, secondly, feel free to ignore my firstly when it comes to inviting yourself over here to touch my penis. That's always welcome. Plus, don't limit yourself to your days off. Feel free to stop by any hour of any day to achieve your mission. And that's pretty much all I needed to share about that. I'm sure that somewhere that story kind of relates to the would you rather question about the two chicks somewhere. Mm, wow. Yeah. Well, what about thirdly, ignore my secondly and my firstly? <laughs> well, it's, it's just like you said early, earlier. I don't know if we were recording it, but you're talking about how you wasted a lot of years chasing pussy, you know, oh, putting, yeah. putting a ring on it. Yeah. Way yeah. too much money, way too much time, way too much of my mental abilities, worrying about shit that's not worrying about and basically all i did was fucking just spend money to try to make them happy that they're never fucking happy and take them out to eat all the time that's all anybody ever wants to fucking do hey let's go out to eat all the time okay i mean you don't enjoy i love going out to eat i've never met a woman yet in my age range it goes hey i love to cook and let me cook you a home-cooked fucking meal that's really weird you say that because i was talking to april i don't know if it was yesterday or maybe today and she was talking about cooking a meal. She would she would rather like her go to to make a dude happy is to cook a big ass meal in the house and sit down and enjoy with him. I mean, that would win me the fuck over. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think I told her that because I, I don't want to, you know, give her anything because then yeah. she's just going to take everything. So <laughs> I don't want to say, yeah, you're right. That's awesome. I don't want her to feel good about herself as a man. I, I can't I can't have her do that. No, don't help. Don't help her out to, to hurt the brotherhood. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah it, it made me fucking hard to think about coming home and having a shower and then coming upstairs and you're smelling, you know, chicken and mashed potatoes and like spiced up like sea salt and chili green beans. Jesus and, Christ, you're giving me a Woody right now. I know. That's what I'm doing. I'm watching you right now. It's fucking hot. It's a lot thicker than I thought it would be. That's weird. I mean, not not yeah. weird. It's just it's weird that I didn't think it would be that thick. That's yeah, all. Look at the veins even coming in. Oh, you got that. What, what's the, oh, the big Snicker one bar. That's a Snickers bar type vein right there. <laughs> it's called a dorsal vein, if I remember correctly. Yeah, wait till the hood pops up. <laughs> the only reason I know that it's called a dorsal vein. I, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but I read about it recently where a guy was injecting cocaine. Oh, God. No, no. cocaine. Yeah, cocaine, he was getting high by injecting either heroin. I think it was he was injecting heroin in, into his dorsal vein of his penis. Yeah, yeah, he, he was getting... Yeah. And then he, he noticed it was painful and it was bruising, so he went to the hospital and they checked him and he said he has a massive like history of, of drug use with intravenous yeah. drugs. 
And they're like, the reason it hurts so much is you have a lot of dead flesh. This is in New York, I think, last oh, year. Oh, you told me this story. Yeah. yeah. You, I don't know if we recorded. Did we record it? I don't know. But it was like rotting. It was disgusting. Yeah, it, it was yeah. rotting. And he refused to have the rotting parts cut off of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they gave him a bunch of medication and they said, this is going to ease some of the pain, but it's not going to fix your problem. Your your dick's going to keep rotting. You gotta, you've got to take care of it. And he never came back for any follow-ups and they have no idea what happened to him after that. I don't remember his name because it was a story I read. I didn't keep track of it, but if anybody wants to Google it, Google dorsal vein penis injection rotting. And yeah, you'll, you'll get your news story. I'm not sure if he's still alive, but if he is, he probably pees sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I want, I want my penis to be so animated that, that, if I was uncircumcised, it would be like those dinosaurs when they killed Newman type character in first Jurassic <laughs> Park. It goes <laughs> at the end and then <laughs> Do you think that after his dick rotted off, because you know it's going to, because the fucking doctors told him it would. Yeah. Yeah. As a history of intravenous drug use fiend, do you think he still tried to get a fix? Or do you think he realized, fuck, I am fucked? Or do you think he's like, well, where can I get my next hit? Probably where can I get my next hit? Because if he's that if he's that far gone. God damn it, people. That that brings it full circle. Learn your yeah. fucking lesson. Yeah. Don't do drugs, people. Don't do drugs. Don't spend keep, all your money. Keep your dick. <laughs> and 11, 11s out of 10 are, are better than 1s out of 10. So That's I'm going right. to say peace out, know-it-alls. Enjoy, enjoy your answers for everything this week. Peace out. Like Elizabeth Hurley. No. You haven't seen her? Who's Elizabeth Hurley? You've seen Austin Powers, right? Yeah. Probably a long time ago. You don't remember it? No, I love Austin Powers. The it's first one. My family's like favorite film. She's, she's Miss Kensington. Oh, Miss Not Kensington. Mrs. Kensington. Yeah. But the one where he goes when he gets frozen and comes back. Uh-huh. That's her. Okay. She's like 54. Yeah. And uh, I used to watch the show she was on, The Royals. Fucking amazing show. Such a good show. But I follow her on Instagram for one reason and one reason only. Because she's hot? Because she's hot. Yeah. She's 54 years old, and this is what a 54-year-old looks like now. Yeah, but this is the same as, like, Jen Aniston. Yeah. Like, but, like, that's what I'm saying. When exactly you said you're, like... same as 30. when she was in the movie. Oh, he's 36. Actually, she like, looks better because she got plastic surgery and she got her teeth done. Her teeth were gross in the movie. No, she was always... A, she was a model before she was an actress. I think... But they weren't gross, but they were, like... Well... Maybe they did them up to be 70s. For British? Yeah. No, because she came alive now in the 90s. Right, she was in the yeah. '90s. And her mom was the one in the '60s. Yeah, I just remember her teeth not being as good. But I mean, yeah, no. But uh, me turning, you know, in ten years I'll be 36. I'm not gonna be a Jen Aniston and a, and a whatever Hurley. Her mom is 80. Because one, my genes are not like that, and two, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on personal chefs, personal trainers, and plastic surgery. Well, you need to get your priorities straight. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 54. Blows my mind. 
when I think of 54, I think of my grandma, even though she's like 95. But I think like 54, that's old. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's not too far off for me. I don't picture myself as a grandpa at 54, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't picture her. I picture her as like yeah, but you're a, younger than my mom as well. But you're just also a strange human. Hey. Um, every time I talk about you, even with my mom and stuff, I'll say something and then some of your age or something, she's like, yeah, but he's still 16. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, yeah. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. That's probably a bad thing. Yeah. Well, no. You're young at heart. Um, young at heart. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, pretty funny. Uh, I did up 21 episodes. Holy Topics. Shit. 